Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, welcome back to Deep Dish Radio. I'm Tim Powers, and this, of course remains deep dish radio hey i want to thank everybody who's been tuning in from all around the world we get uh we get hits from all over europe all over the united states of america canada mexico the middle east even russia so if you are listening anywhere in the world thank you very much i very much appreciate it uh this is the deep dish radio program my name is tim powers and this is my show today's guest is uh is a girl from back home uh kelly mano was uh, the producer of a uh, morning show in St. Louis, the Stephen D.C. radio show. And uh, radio being what it is, she's now doing a podcast from home, and she's doing very well. Uh, the show has really taken off, and she's uh, every episode that comes out, she's just having a ball with her life. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's, uh, she's a, the, just uh, the best kind of St. Louisan you can have. And her podcast is really, really interesting. It's run like a morning show. And she uh, achieved some notoriety recently when she sent uh, a pretty hefty amount of poop to, uh, to Stan Kroenke, the, uh, the owner of the uh, now Los Angeles Rams, as they were leaving my beloved hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. She, uh, she tried to crowdfund some poop, and the crowdfunding people said, nope, nope, can't do that. And so, but she got it done, and uh, and there was poop there at one of Stan Kroenke's houses. And then, shortly after that, she started appearing on uh, local news stand-ups, dressed in an inflatable dinosaur costume. Yep. So that's the kind of stuff you get from uh, from Kelly Mano, who became my friend in this conversation. And she is uh, really just she's a fun person to talk to. She's interesting. She loves radio. It's in her blood, and she is a lot of what I miss about uh, the Gateway City now that I'm here. She is uh, classy, sassy, and a little smart-assy, as they say on her show. It is available on iTunes. It's available wherever podcasts are uh, are sold. But if you Google Kelly Mano, K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-N-N-O, you will learn all about this lovely lady that you're about to meet in just a moment or two. But first, if you like what you're hearing, uh, I want you to tell your friends. I want you to tell your coworkers. I want you to tell your mom uh, about the great things that you can hear here on Deep Dish Radio. And, of course, follow us in our, uh, our social media. We have a Facebook page. Yep, uh, Deep Dish Radio. Find us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Deep Dish Radio. You can email me. Uh, my email is tim at deepdishradio.com. And, of course, deepdishradio.com is where you can catch every episode as well as on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, 
just tell anybody who listens to podcasts that they need to listen to Deep Dish Radio with me, Tim Powers, because then they can meet cool people like this lovely lady, Kelly Mano, who is up right after this. It's Deep Dish Podcast. Subscribe today and tell a friend about Deep Dish Podcast with Tim Powers. With Tim Powers. All right, my guest today is uh, is Kelly Mano, and if you listen to the first two minutes of this show, you know what that's all about. So, Kelly, everyone wants to know, where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in Granite City, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> See, I went to high school in St. Charles, and nobody knows what to do with either one of us. No, they don't. They, they kind of look at me cross-eyed like, you're from where? I'm like, look, it's not my fault, dude. It's just where I was born. I'm hip. I'm hip. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, Granite City's not a, not a bad place. What brought you across the river? Uh, my husband, you know, Granite City is not a bad place. I absolutely love it. Right. Um, but I think it's one of those places that you have to grow up in to love it. And so when I got married, uh, my husband wasn't real hip to the idea of moving across the river. So I made the sacrifice and came out his way to Missouri. And we've been in uh, the North County area for about 12 years now. And they stamped your passport and you came right in, huh? I did. I did. The taxes are cheaper over here. Yeah, so no, it's nice, it's isn't it? <laughs> yeah, gas is a little cheaper, I think, over on the yeah, east side. Yeah, gas but... is a lot cheaper over here. All right, I'm, I'm. This is boring radio, but I'm going to tell you that we're paying, uh, we're paying three twenty-five a gallon for gas right now here in oh, LA. Wow. Yeah, but you know what? You've got beautiful weather, and we look outside and see complete crap. It's like a gray bucket of suck. So. <laughs> I suppose it's worth paying not to look at a gray bucket of suck, and which yep. I did for a long time. Yep. So the Kelly Mano Show is available wherever fine podcasts are sold, and uh, and you can listen to uh, to Kelly's wacky adventures that we will get into in just a little bit. But I want to kind of I want to back up a little bit because uh, your uh, your role in in St. Louis radio goes back way before the Kelly Mano Show and the things that you did. Uh, how'd you get started? It started back in uh, back in high school. My mom was driving me to high school. Um, we, we started at like 7 o'clock in the morning every morning, and I just hated school. I was always a creative kid. And so being drugged to high school and forced to sit down for seven hours a day and learn things like chemistry and Spanish, I just felt like, those, like it was Those useful fun. skills. Yes, I thought, gosh, I'm never going to do this. And I was driving to school one morning. My mom always listened to the Stephen D.C. show in her car. And we were driving to school one morning, and they were making prank phone calls and telling fart jokes. And they were cracking up laughing. And I was like, this is what I want to do for a living. (laughs) I I was 13 years old, and I'm like, I'm going to grow up, and I'm going to work in morning radio. And I want to make prank phone calls and tell fart jokes for a living. And sure enough, fast forward a couple years later, I ended up doing that. So uh, all right, but we both know it's not that easy to get into. You don't just oh, you don't well. just show up at the studio and go, "Hi, uh, I, I make really good fart jokes." Great, you start on Monday. Yeah, exactly. How how good can you make a cup of coffee? Yeah. How well, how clean can you make this floor? And how fast can you get me a sandwich? Yes, I started as a baby promotions intern at 105.7 The Point, one of the longest lasting stations in St. Louis. So I'm proud to say that I was there in the very, very early years. And uh, from there, I um, 
ended up merging over to the Stephen DC show and actually was an intern there as well for a long time. It's one of those businesses that you got to work for, for free or almost nothing for a while just to get your foot in the door. And that's what I did at both places. And there are some folks our age and in between who are still working for free trying to get their foot in the door. It's crazy. I know. I know. We need to tell them to get out now. Yeah, we really do. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, so, and how long were you with, uh, with Stephen DC? I was with them, I would say, about four years, and then I married their producer. And so whenever we got married, uh, we decided that we did not want to live together and work together. So I left, and I went over to 93.7 The Bull. Um, and I worked there for about a year until a little baby came along named Rocky Mano, and that was our first kiddo. Rocky Mano. Isn't that a great name? It is a great name. I named my son Nick Powers. Uh, both are they should That's... they should work together and be private eyes. I know, right? It would be awesome. And so we had our first little little baby Rocky, and we were living in a really modest little three bedroom ranch in North County, and we were both working in radio and couldn't pay our bills. And so we just kind of looked at each other at this point, which was back in two thousand and four, and said. You know, we both have college degrees. We need to get grown-up jobs. We need to start making some actual money. You know, people don't don't realize how underpaid radio talent is. No kidding. Um, no kidding. All across America and in St. Louis. I mean, we were working our balls off like sixty hours a week and and couldn't afford a, a, an eight hundred dollar mortgage. And uh, so that's when I stepped out of radio. We both did, and I uh, you know started my own photography company back in two thousand and four. Wow. And so that pays a lot better than radio. <laughs> hey, Kelly, am I on speaker or am I, are, are you on cans? I am talking to you through the microphone on my laptop. Do you want me to make my husband hook up a, a microphone? Well, it, what I, I'm, getting, I'm getting myself back at me. So if you have a set of cans on, that would probably eliminate the, the, the backslash that I'm getting. And right now, hang on. Oh. Okay, in those go. And I can edit this out, you know. Of course you can. All right, how does that sound? Is that better? Actually, hold on. Wait, there we go. Now you're plugged in. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's sunny at 75 <laughs> in the Gateway City. Hey, stick oh. around. We're going to be rolling doobies right after this word from the Waterbed store. You are going to get me uh, nightmare flashbacks of the big bopper and the chopper. <laughs> you <gotta> stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so I did. I've been. I've run my own photography company for the last twelve years, and I've been, you know, so blessed to be successful in that and be right. good at it and have great clients, and it's provided for our family. And you know, but once you get bit by that radio bug, it just doesn't go away. Yeah, it's it's hard to get out, right? And um, you know what we? I think probably you found the same thing that I did, which was you know the. Radio's not going to pay you what you need, <laughs> what you need to make a living. But now that the technology is there, uh, if you have some skill and you have a microphone right. and you have some good ideas, you can get yourself out there. Yeah, and you know, I never really imagined myself having my own show when I, I, it was about two years ago that I started telling my husband, I really miss radio. I really miss radio. Yeah. I, you know, I missed talking to people. I missed telling stories and making people laugh and interacting with people. And, you know, I kept dropping little hints because I still know a lot of the programming directors here in town. And I thought, you know, maybe I could get on part-time on a weekend. Maybe I can work my way up to a show, you know. And my husband was the one who's like, Kelly, you need to start a podcast. 
And I'm like, oh, what? That's what, like, dorky kids do in their parents' basement. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, that's embarrassing. You don't go from being in real radio to, like, a podcast. Uh, and then the more research I did on it, the more I was starting to realize, holy cow, I am getting into this at the perfect time because podcasts, the the the, the return on investment for the, the advertisers and just the way it's rising right now – it's like Netflix a couple of years ago, it, you know, like when that first started catching on. I feel like podcasters are really at the brink of something that's going to be really huge in the next year or two. It's a bubble for sure. Um, and you bring up a, a really interesting point. You know, everybody with an idea and everybody with a microphone is coming out and putting up uh, podcasts. And I think right. what everybody's finding and, and tell me if you found this, too. Um, those of us who have some experience programming radio shows. Are, mm -hmm. are the ones or the ones who can hire a good producer uh, yeah. are the ones that are that are sticking it out instead of going, well, we're out of ideas. And how many times can we talk about Game of Thrones? Exactly. Well, I started uh, the show back in August and I told myself and my husband, I made an agreement that I was going to do the show for an entire year. No matter how bad it sucked, no matter how little money I made, that I was going to do the show for a full year, win, lose or fail. And I'm only about, what, eight, nine months into it. And I could not be happier with how things are going. Well, you know, you were blessed with some publicity, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Which brings us to how you appeared on on my radar because uh, sure was it the poop or the dinosaurs? It was the I was I was before the dinosaurs. I this is a poop story. I was uh, you know living outside of St. Louis. I still uh, still consume the daily papers. You know I'll still yeah. I'll still read the Post and I'll still read the RFT. And there, as a headline on the RFT website, local radio host sends poop to Stan Kroenke, and I thought. All right, this is either a friend of mine or somebody who's <laughs> just as insane. Exactly. And uh, so, so I got I I dug a little deeper, and then I subscribed, and I and I got hooked. So my my Monday morning commute is now is now spent with you guys. That makes me so happy. Um, I cannot tell you how excited that makes me. You know, I just like to tell people that my brain didn't mature much past like a seventh grade boy. And so, you know, ideas like sending people poop in the mail just kind of come to me naturally. And and, and <laughs> it, it gets picked up by the papers. And so what happened was uh, Stan Kroenke sold the St. Louis Rams or, or took him out of town and said some really awful things about St. Louis in the process. And everybody was mad and they didn't know what to do about it. And I was getting my hair trimmed uh, by my friend Donna, and I thought, that Stan Kroenke guy, we should send him poop. I remember hearing about this. <laughs> I, I remember hearing about this novelty company that sends a package of horse manure or cow manure or chicken poop for like 20 bucks. It's like one pound. And I called my husband and I said, hey, I think I've got this funny idea to send steering Kroenke poop. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, my husband's like a big PR guy. He was at work. He was at busy doing things. Well, I came home and set it up. And by three o'clock that afternoon, I had raised $300 worth of poop from St. Louis Rams fans. Because you send did this Stan. on Kickstarter. Yes, right? I did it on GoFundMe. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, GoFundMe. And so I called my husband. I said, hey, I don't know what to do. I set up the thing and it's making way too much money. And he's like, <laughs> what thing are you talking about? I'm like, the poop thing. Like, he forgot what I was even talking about. Right. Uh, and so it turned out GoFundMe actually shut us down. 
Um, now, did they shut I, you down because they objected to, to, to the poop thing, or did they shut you down because you were raising too fast? Well, I think that they, they claimed that it violated their terms and agreements. I don't know if, like, Stan the man caught wind of this and tried to shut it down. But basically, they refunded all of my people and said, you cannot send this much poop through the mail. And I was like, well, F you. Yes, I can. I'll just collect it on PayPal. Uh, so then I started taking donations by PayPal. And we had, um, it was $300 worth. It was 26 pounds of um, horse poop that we had delivered to Stan Kroenke's home address. Please tell and me yes. it was Clydesdale poop. You know what? I, I wish it was, but the poor guy, <laughs> the far. The farmer was out in, like, California. His name was Guillermo, and he's telling me how his manure is organic. And I'm like, look, dude, we're sending this to someone's front porch. I don't care if it's organic. I just want it to smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you collected money and not actual, you know, poop. Oh, yeah, because we had plenty of listeners willing to donate their own. Trust me. <laughs> and... <laughs> The great part was that everybody who chipped in got to sign their name in the card. Um, so they were able to send their own little message to Stan with their last, you know, first and last name and just make their voice heard, you know, for how upset they were. So how did this get to the press, Kelly? Um, I was contacted by the Riverfront Times. Um, and actually, there was a couple other that, that ran it. I can't remember exactly. Uh, it was all over. A lot of the sports uh, websites picked it up. We were on uh, sportsillustrated.com, picked us up. Uh, Bleacher Report picked us up. A lot of the big sports you know, sites that I can't think of because I don't visit them that much. Right. The, story, the story was everywhere. It took on a life of its own for sure. The entire AM band in St. Louis is now either sports or religion. Did any of, it, the, did any of the sports stations pick you up? Yeah, I think that uh, I want to say that either 920 or 550 brought it up. Um, you know, I don't I don't have a chance to, you know, follow media 24 hours a day, but I'll get random phone. Every time I do something stupid, I'll get phone calls and emails. Hey, this station's talking about you, that station. I know, oh, Y98 picked it up and 1057 The Point picked it up as well. So I love getting local support. And so, yeah, they picked up the poop stories. Wow. So there you go. Um, and... But you got national coverage in Sports Illustrated. You got national coverage uh, on CBS Sports. Yes. Um, what did that do for the Kelly Manor show? Um, the, the the listenership for that particular episode was amazing. Um, it I want to say I think quadrupled that particular podcast. Uh, so yeah, uh, national news and three hundred dollars worth of horse poop does a podcast good. That's true, and uh, and the return on the investment for your advertisers. Probably oh, my gosh. They were so excited <laughs> because, you know, they were in with me from the very beginning. This was pretty early. What was it? You know, a couple months ago? Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah. And my mom was so proud. At this point, she's like, <laughs> My mom was so proud because I'm known as the poop lady of St. Well, Louis. my mom doesn't even have internet. Well, she just got it a couple months ago. But so every she finally said, she's like, Kelly, if you're going to be in the news for something stupid, will you at least tell me? Because uh, she'll have no idea. And, you know, the 9 o'clock news will come on, and there's her family, you know, right, <laughs> making her proud. She's going through schnooks, and she's like, oh, your daughter did that thing again? What? Oh, God. It, that, that is exactly what happens to her all the time. She hears about everything I do from everyone else. Because apparently, what I didn't know, and I don't listen to morning radio, not because I don't want to. I would love to. It's just that's the time of day when I'm getting my kids ready and things like that. So... 
I had not been following radio for a long, long time. Right. And I started getting all of these reviews on, um, on iTunes and things like that. People are saying it's. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So refreshing to hear the morning zoo again. It's so refreshing, you know, to hear somebody, you know, do this again. And I thought, I didn't even know it was gone. You know, this is just what I've always known. This is what I've, this is what Stephen DC trained me to do, <laughs> you know? Um, so sending poop in the mail and dressing up like a dinosaur, that, I mean, that kind of stuff just, you know, I didn't know nobody was doing it anymore until people started telling me. So I'm happy to bring it back. Wow. That's, uh, can you tell me stories about, uh, about some of the feedback, either from the media or from the public or from, you know, somebody walking up to you at your kid's first communion? Um, you know, and just bringing up the poop thing and you got to roll with it and be graceful. Oh, I always have to roll with it, especially my kids, you know, as they get a little bit older, you know, they, they, they'll hear something at school and they'll come home and say, mom, were you in the news today? (laughs) Hey mom, did you, you know, did you send somebody poop? Mom, were you, did did you take the pig in the blues locker room today? (laughs) So I always have to kind of fill them in on what mom did that day. Um, do you find that, um, it's is it the pranks that bring them in and then the content of the show keeps them or do you have to keep a steady stream of pranks going so that people no. go, what is Mano going to do next? Well, people do always wonder what I'm going to do next. I usually try to find a way uh, to work my way into the media at least once every other month. Um, you know, I've got this funny nickname for myself, Media Whore Mano, uh, <laughs> but... Okay. I prefer to call it a publicity genius. Uh, but no, when I started the show, I actually said, I don't want to do any stunts. I think they're stupid. I don't like them at all. Right. And then before you know it, you know, I'm sending my producer to the grocery store in a turkey costume to guard the turkeys the day before Thanksgiving and not let anybody buy them. And so, you know, the basis, the thought behind our show is that we will only do like a stunt or something funny like that. If it presents itself, we'll never, ever force it. So we might go two or three months and not do anything. And then we might do three crazy things in one week. It just depends on, you know, what pops in my noggin, what sounds like a fun idea. But no, I I don't feel any pressure to, you know, follow it up with something crazy, you know, the next week. The most recent stunt was the dinosaur costumes. Yes, those were awesome. Where did that idea come from? Best $400 $400 I ever spent in my life. <laughs> so my husband, who is, is very level-headed. And, <laughs> and extremely patient, obviously. Yes. So we have this emergency credit card. And I'm like, honey, 
I'm like, I need to use the inter- the emergency credit card. And he's like, why? I said, I saw these dinosaur costumes online, and they're amazing. Right. Now, these, these are not any dinosaur costume. They're inflatable. And they stand up about six and a half feet tall. And it almost makes it look like a bobblehead when you run. And they're hysterical. So they come from Japan. And they're big over over there. And I tried to order them online. There was this, like, huge waiting list I had to go on. And finally, I get these two dinosaurs. Dinosaur costumes in the mail. Right. And I called one of my old buddies who was a stuntman from the Stephen DC show. His name was Addison Clark for years and years and years. I said, Addison, what are you doing tonight at 9 o'clock? And he said, nothing. Why? I said, I need you to dress up like a dinosaur and come be on the news with me. And he was at my house ready to go at 9 o'clock. Wow. Addison, the legendary Addison Clark intern oh. from, the, from the golden days of the Stephen DC show. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that got punched in the face by J.C. Corcoran and then got sued. <laughs> uh, depends on who's who's telling the story, but yeah. I, I... <laughs> At least that's the story I got from it. Um, but anyway, so what we did was we took these inflatable dinosaur costumes and we thought, wouldn't it be funny? You know, the news nowadays is, is so sad and hard to watch and there, there's so many really bad things going on in the world. Let's make it fun. Let's go photobomb these live news reporters in these dinosaur costumes. And so at the same time, I also got access to Facebook Live, which means I can live stream anytime I want. And so I would start these live streams <laughs> and I would I would tell my, li- my, my viewers, I'm like, all right, guys, we're hiding behind a bush at Forest Park. Everybody turn on Channel 2. And so the listeners were able to watch along on their phones. Like, they'd see me hiding behind the bush, and then they're watching it on their TV, and there I'd go running, and then, then there we'd be in the background, and it turned into this cult thing. We did a whole week and called it Dino Week, like Shark Week on the Discovery Channel. And every night, just thousands of people are tuning in on my Facebook to see where the dinosaurs are going to be next. And that got us a lot of press coverage, too. Some wow. good, not some good. Some not so good. Oh yeah, yeah. We almost got beat up. Tell, tell me about that. Well, that was so we we made it a point to only do um, light-hearted stories. Right. So and, it's not like you're running through a Ferguson protest. No, and you know we live in St. Louis, and so there's a lot of bad stories on the news. So I'm like, all right, we're going to stay away from stabbings and shootings and riots. All right. And so there was one story about uh, a fight at a school board. And so we went to go photobomb, to dino bomb that one. Um, and in between break during the B-roll, this cameraman lost his mind um, and tr- started like chest bumping my producer and yelling at him. Um, and so we were trying to get out of there because we weren't looking to like get in a fist fight. We were just trying to be, it was like good, clean fun to us. It wasn't a big deal. But as we're leaving, the news reporter, um, Alexis from Channel 4, actually chased us down to our car um, to argue her side of it and had an entire 10-minute argument with me while I was still in my dinosaur costume. <laughs> and it was it was like a, it was a heated debate. And I don't know how she kept a straight face. And, of course, the whole thing, again, is being broadcast live on the Internet. Uh, and so I understood the points that she was trying to make, and, and I respect her as a journalist. I still think it was funny. I thought it was hysterical. Um but yeah, so she had a ten minute argument with me in a dinosaur costume. Well, now you've got these uh, these four hundred dollar dinosaur costumes. I know, right? You can't let them go to waste, right? No. So opening day. 
Well, now listen, <laughs> my very first idea with the dinosaur costumes was I've always wanted to run the field at Bush Stadium. Uh, not necessarily being a streaker. I've had three kids. I don't think anybody wants to see that. But I get some sick adrenaline rush from things like that. And I thought, if I run the field in a dino costume and the, the security tackle me, they're going to bounce off me. It's going to be the funniest thing anyone's ever seen. Uh, and that would make national news. However, um, you, you go to jail. My, my, oh, but that's okay. I've never been to jail before. So I deserve one grown-up mugshot in my life. And if it's for running the field in Bush Stadium, it's going to make me a legend. So I, I wasn't worried about going to jail. Uh, however, I was worried about my, my relationship with some of the Cardinals. Um, I do a lot of their photography for their charity organizations. I work for Mike Matheny's Catch-22 organization. And, you know, my co-host Hoss said it's going to be like a Scooby-Doo moment where they take off the dinosaur mask at, at, at center field. And Mike Matheny says, oh, Kelly Mano, no! <laughs> so, uh so you never know. You might see me on the field at Bush Stadium in the future, but not while I'm still working uh, with the Cardinals. Challenge Fred Bird to a to like a to a wrestling match or something. You know that's not a bad idea. I've always wanted to have the mascots on my show. I've got so many questions for them. Fred Bird and Louis the Bear from the Blues. Um, I'm, I'm I've kind of got it on my bucket list to have an entire radio show with the mascots, and maybe we will do a a Dino challenge with them. And the Slew Billiken and all that. Exactly. That sounds like a lot of fun. Wow. If you have, God, when I was a kid uh, at, at Six Flags, not long, yes. not long after they opened, this was a long time ago, <laughs> um, before they had the contract with the Warner Brothers and the Looney Tunes characters, they used to have uh, like HR Puffin stuff okay. walking around the park. And I always thought it would be really cool to find some old abandoned uh, storage unit back in Eureka somewhere with the Puffin Stuff costume still in it. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be cool. But you know how that stuff goes. So there's probably It's probably sitting in somebody's garage in Afton. You know, hey, I was <laughs> Puffin Stuff in 1978. Exactly. Maybe one day in my rocking chair I'll be telling my kids, that's the dinosaur costume that I wore on the field at Bush Stadium. <laughs> So. With the picture of you being tackled by the ankles exactly. by like four security guards. Ugh. Exactly. But, you know, we have a lot of fun on this show. My co-host, Hoss, is also, uh, we're around the same age in our mid to upper 30s. We both kind of did the, the radio thing in our younger days and saw that it that it didn't pay well. Um, we've got a producer, Gary, on board who helps us along with everything. And, you know, we're just putting one foot in front of the other one this podcast and you know like i said i was a little embarrassed at first thinking oh god this is you know what a creepy kid does in his basement but uh, you know we're really making a product that i'm really really proud of and i'm so glad that people are starting to listen well that's the thing is you, you're you're making a product it's not like you you know you just roll tape right a lot of people think right. that podcasting is just you know two guys in a basement with microphones just talking about you know, a crappy episode of supergirl for right. two hours, and a lot of podcasts are. But yep. the ones that people actually listen to, yours, maybe mine, <laughs> I don't know, um, have some uh, have a couple of things in common, um, you know, production, things like that. But you say you're, you're producing a product. It's work. It's a job, right? Oh, very much so. I mean, I, because I want people to listen. Um, and, you know, I do have weeks where I just walk in with a post-it note and I've got three things written on it. I'm like, well, here's our show. 
And some of those end up being the greatest shows that we ever do. Um, and others that I plan and plan and plan don't go the way you want them to. Um, but I always say that my show is a little like a reality television show on the radio. Um, it's a bit of a hot mess express. Um, I don't do a lot of editing. I don't, you know, if a microphone falls down, if a kid walks in because they have to ask me a question or a pig snorts or a dog barks, uh, it, it stays in the show. Um, and I think people appreciate that, um, that kind of real life aspect to it. I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just being me. And I think that anytime someone can be authentic, it's always going to work. If your uh, podcast host is anything like mine, you're able to see a little bit of the geography of, of yes. where people are hitting you. Yeah. How much yes. of your audience is 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 the greater St. Louis area, and how much is uh, is your audience outside of that area? Well, so greater St. Louis is always number one. That's always sure. my number one listen to area. Number two is Granite City, Illinois, because I tell you what, when you come from Illinois, the small town pride is there, and people in Granite City, that he loved me. Um, if they don't put up a billboard soon, I'm going to put up my own billboard there. <laughs> so <laughs> Granite City is always big. Um, now, my producer grew up in California, um, so he's got a lot of listeners out there. My co-host um, uh, is a music manager, so he's got a lot of reach. Um, ironically, I talk a lot about hockey. I'm friends with a lot of the Blues Wives. My kid plays hockey, so we have a lot of listeners in Canada. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so, but we've got it everywhere from, from Germany to, uh, we had four listeners in Indonesia once. Now, I don't know if they just like accidentally found us and bounced out. I don't know what happened, but it's really, uh, amazing to see how far a podcast can reach because we're all over the map. Yes. We're mainly St. Louis, but we're, we're all over the place. See, and, and my shows are not, um, are not limited geograph uh, geographically. We don't. You know, I don't talk about what's going on specifically in my neighborhood or anything like that. Right. And so, yeah, I'm shotgunned all over the world. And it's amazing to me that, you know, people care at all about what I have to say in Bengal or, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. or Scotland. I'm like, well, who cares? Exactly. I guess, I don't know. Maybe they want to want a taste of the USA. I have no idea. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, and I've got a lot of them in Germany too. They don't even speak our language, right? Well, there's there's a lot of Americans uh, in okay. in Germany, but you know that's that's how it is. Um, so where would you like to see the Kelly Mano show go? Oh well, I mean, I'm, I make no no secret that I'm heading towards something that I call Mano World Domination, uh, which is pretty much where I take over the world, uh, and everybody loves me. That's my goal is just to keep growing this podcast bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I think that photography will always be a part of my life, and I'll always work in it in some aspect. But you know, the first step is to get the show on more than one day a week. Um, and then maybe on more than two days a week, and who knows, maybe one day we'll be on four or five days a week. Um, we, I, ironically, we're in the middle of a move right now. We're actually selling our home. Um, and so once we get settled into our new studio at the house is when I think that we're going to be able to start more shows a week because the advertising interest is there. Um, you know, people are starting to be, become really supportive of the podcast advertising side of things because they realize that you know, unlike regular radio advertising, their ad, if I read it live, it's there forever. It's not one and done. And so I have a lot of people that will jump on the show and they'll go back and binge listen to every episode I've ever done. And so I tell my clients, you pay for that ad one time and it's going to be listened to for years and years and years. 
And not only that, you're not going to bury them in a stop set that's 10 spots deep. Nope. I do. I do two commercials, a stop set, like one recorded, one live, and that's it. You know, and the other thing is that people set aside time in their day to listen to a podcast. So it's not just something that's on in the background. People aren't getting up and changing the channel. Um, They're not shopping in a mall listening to you. They actually take time out of their day to pull up your show and hit play. So if you're going to run an ad with the Kelly Mano show, it's going to get heard in a way that it doesn't get heard uh, on regular radio or television. It's its own little medium right now. So Mano World... Would, yes. would be an extension of the show. Do you miss spinning records? Were you? Did you ever spin records? <laughs> no, I never spun records. Now, in college, I did learn on a reel-to-reel machine. Okay. Um, but as soon as I got into real radio, they're like, yeah, we don't use those anymore. And it was uh, all CDs. So it was DAT recorders for a tiny bit, but it was CDs, um, and then everything went to touchscreen. So no, I never got to spin records like the legends, like Mark Close and Radio Rich and uh, some of the other folks I know you've got lined up. But I was a CD spinner. Is that close enough? Yes. My my, my I guess okay. my, my question <laughs> is, do you miss talking in between, in, in between songs? Because I do, and I've been trying to find a way to secure uh, music rights so that I can do a music show. Yeah, well, you know, I do use some music in my show, um, and I think there's some rule about not playing it more than 15 seconds, and then you can't get sued. But I figure, you know, if I do get sued, you know, like if Nicki Minaj sues the Kelly Mano show, I mean, there's no such thing as bad press, right? I suppose not. (laughs) Not not for you. Not for you. For whatever reason, you lead this charmed life where, (laughs) where see, here's the thing. If you run down the you know run through center field in a dinosaur costume right the headlines yes. are adorable bubbly radio host <laughs> gets you know it, you know interrupts a game and everybody goes aw i do it <laughs> and it's you know big stupid yeah. jerk who should know better goes to jail yeah you know i've always kind of um been a a really persuasive person um it's it's always come easy for me to get people to do what I want them to do. <laughs> I think, uh, and I know that sounds terrible, but it's like the chances of me shutting up till I get my way are slim to none. Uh, and so people are usually just cool with whatever I want to do. And like I said, I, I always kind of keep things real. And I think that's why people gravitate to the show and they get it. Um, you know, it's a fun time. I hope that, uh, you know, I just hope we keep building listeners, you know, one by one, a couple at a time. Right. Uh, the more the merrier till we have complete and total Mano World domination. So as they used to say on the old Stephen D.C. radio show, there you have it. There you are. Kelly Mano. Uh, look for the Kelly Mano show wherever you get your podcasts. And that's spelled K-E-L-L-Y. M-A-N-N-O. It comes out pretty regularly, and you will enjoy it. If you enjoy morning radio, if you enjoy just the laugh, and if you enjoyed the last half an hour that uh, that we just spent together with Kelly Mano, you're going to dig the Kelly Mano show. Could I say Kelly Mano anymore in this sentence? No, I don't think I can. Kelly Mano, Kelly Mano, Kelly Mano. I'm Tim Powers. This is Deep Dish Radio. Email me, tim at deepdishradio.com or follow me on Twitter at Deep Dish Radio or find me on Facebook. The Deep Dish Radio fan page is there and uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your suggestion for guests. We have some very exciting things coming up and uh, that's about it. So we'll see you next time on the Deep Dish Radio Show. Thank you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.